What is up? This is Taylor with the Austin, Texas Metal Podcast. Today we're talking to Revisionists out of Wichita, Kansas, and catching up with them as they're about to hit the studio with Aaron Gillespie from Under Oath and Ken Riley at Rio Grande Studios. I apologize for my audio. This is actually the same exact setup I'm using to talk to you now. The interview was great, but for whatever reason, after I checked, after the interview was done, Zoom decided I did not want to record my audio properly. And anyway, it's a great conversation, so I hope you enjoy. Guys, introduce yourselves, what you do in the band, and all that stuff. Uh, I'm Joshua Barbie, and kind of done a little bit of everything, I think, in the band at this point. But uh, currently, I play guitar. Uh, my name is Joshua Peavy. I'm kind of the same with with Josh. I've done a few different things in the band, but right now, I'm playing drums. Oh, awesome. I thought, honestly, I thought you were the vocalist for a second. And <laughs> I, I was like I'm freaking out because I was like, I, he plays guitar, he does vocals. I'm not sure which one. So Josh <laughs> started playing guitar in the band, and then... I don't think anybody actually played their position because our, our bass player has never played an instrument other than drums in a band. Oh, damn. So somehow we all ended up on things that weren't normally what we did. So and uh, now Josh has been playing drums since, what, he had two shows before COVID? Something like that? Playing drums? Uh, yeah, maybe two or three, something like that. Yeah, so. Um, so uh, guys, just kind of go over like what COVID has been like for you because we're doing like the locks in the closet, how it's affected you guys in the region. So we've done like New York, uh, I think we did Canada and we haven't really had anyone from Kansas, which is where I'm from. So that's how I know Josh, but, uh, or Josh Barbie. <laughs> but yeah, uh, like kind of talk your guys' like experience with COVID and stuff like that. So we, I mean, COVID, obviously it sucks for everybody and it's hard to not, you know, it's like, it's hard because there's so many like real life things that are just suck for a lot of people. And so it's hard to, to talk about it from like a band perspective with any like seriousness because like, oh man, we had to cancel a bunch of bullshit. But like, you can't play shows and shit. Yeah. It, like, you know, I, so with that in mind, we had Josh had start took over drums, and then we had we had gotten picked up by the Arkham Agency in like I want to say December, and uh, so that we were supposed to do a tour with a band called Kalfu out of uh, Colorado in April, and then had started booking like three or four other things uh, for the summer. Uh, we we're supposed to play like audio feed in Illinois few other things and then on top of we had scheduled recording uh with ken riley at rio grande studios in albuquerque aaron gillespie's producing our record and uh that was supposed to be the first of april and then oh okay all, all of this happened and just everything just like went to shit right so, <laughs> we, had to, so we had to cancel i mean it's like 40 shows some odd shows and some of it's like you know every show you cancel sucks. Like I don't, I think I, I think as a band we've canceled two. One because we broke down, and one because we had a member quit like right before the show. Oh, did, oh like, really? like within like a, like a week or so. Yeah, and I hate canceling. So, uh, I mean, we've always been the band to just like figure stuff out, you know. So I mean, if something like that happens, it's like, man, that sucks. But we, you know, we'll just figure it out. You that, know? That, but that's how your first show was. His first show is our drummer that we had at the time before was a little bad at figuring out scheduling. <laughs> right. And so he, he like called us like two days before the show. and was like, Oh, that shows on this day. Right. And it's like, 
no, it's on this other day. Oh, and, man. Uh, so, <laughs> like, so any of us that can play another instrument, we know the other instrument parts as well. So Josh had like two days notice and then played the show as drums and we played as a four piece for the show. Cause again, we didn't, we don't want to cancel and uh, got through it without any train wrecks. Like he killed it. So um, it's actually been an awesome fit. So, but yeah, like the recording thing has been the biggest struggle. I, I think, yeah. I mean, I think that was the, the biggest thing, uh, at least for me and, and Josh probably, cause we had to cancel, I mean, what, 40 to 50 shows, something like that. It was a, it was a bunch. Uh, but I mean, every band's had to do that, you know? So right. uh, I think we had confirmed going to the studio back in November, December, something yeah. like that for April 1st. Um, so we were, you know, getting prepared and getting ready for all of that. And then um, everything just came to just a screeching Whoa. halt, you know. And when Aaron had, uh, there was a bunch of travel restrictions where he lives. And he's got like an eight-hour trip to the studio. Where does he live at? Uh, he's in Salt Lake City. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and then... He also had like a pregnant wife at the time and then it got, we kept playing it. We were like, uh, I think it was up until like the week of, and then it got canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, that was for the first. And then it was like, it got moved to like a tentative, like, I think we can what like, let's give it 30 days and do like a reschedule. He's like, we'll see how it goes. And it turned from, and we it was like, went to like the first week of May and then we didn't schedule anything. It was like, well, let's play like July, first week of July by ear. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was like, all right, cool. Like we can, we can do that. Obviously like we're like booking and rescheduling Airbnbs and trying to get our money back. And, uh, but like, it's not like the studio was having to reschedule too. And uh, Ken is, uh, we're so excited to go. He's awesome. He never wants like, cause he wasn't the one uh, rescheduling. Aaron was having to reschedule. Um, right. Ken was super amicable and was just like, whatever, like, I just want to get you guys here. So whatever you need, I'll do it. So he'd like, you know, fill the spots with other people last minute. Um, he's always booked up. So he just, you know, threw other people in there and then it got booked. It was like a hard confirmed. We're going on the 21st of September. Uh, so they were like, all right, book your Airbnb. Let's go. And then uh, Aaron uh, under Earth got hit with some deadlines for their new record. Oh, and he had to fill those up. So then Aaron had, yeah, after they did those live shows and stuff, then Aaron had to like, I can't get it done right now because my band is on (laughs) stupid. It was was literally just one thing after the other. Yeah. That was like everything just that you wouldn't think of too. Like everything was just kind of out of left field. Yeah. Little circumstances that like I would never think about, but then it's like, Oh yeah. That, I mean, that totally makes sense to cancel because of X or Y, you know? Well, and then, so then he, he was waiting until under oath got all of their pre-production done. So they had, a, they did like, like 60 or 70 songs for the new record. They did 60 songs. Uh, yeah. I think it was like 60 or 70 is what he was saying, um, uh, for pre-production. And then obviously like 10, get, cut it down. Yeah. And so they had, they had some deadlines to hit. And so now he's done they've got their songs for the record, whatever they're going to use. And so now we go uh, next week, we leave on Friday of next week um, to start recording on Sunday. Awesome. Uh, we're going to be there for like eight days. So it, you know, it's, I think it'll be better just cause all this tension and all this like anticipation and then finally getting, it'll be really cool. So, so, so what is like the songwriting process been like for you guys getting ready to go to the studio? I mean, it keeps getting delayed and stuff, but what have you done to like prep for the studio? I think Josh and I spent a ton of time originally just getting a lot of like foundational guitar stuff like put together. And then our, uh, now vocalist, Eric, who had been playing guitar, he, he kind of came in after we were already writing for it. And so he was, 
like helping with some like layers and stuff like that. Um, but he was the one that had the most like home recording experience. So he would come over and help demo songs out. He, he spent, man, he was here for like 30 days straight trying to track all the stuff out with us. Oh, man. Um, yeah. And so that process, it started where we, we left the first round of studio, the April 1st, when we were supposed to go, we just did a bunch of like real basic foundations and then we wanted to leave it really open-ended for someone to go to the studio. We can really like bear down and finish writing everything. Like dial on everything. So like, if they're like, this verse seems to be longer, like bridge should come in here and stuff oh, like it was that. Even, it was like less structured than that. Like Aaron was really wanting, so he, since he's producing the record, he really wanted to like help with the writing process. So he was like, just bring in a bunch of basic structures and then mm-hmm. don't like lock anything in too much. Don't get too committed to the demo. Don't get attached to anything because it's going to change. Like yeah. we're going to rewrite when we get in the studio. And then right. we had six more months. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so we just ended up like, I don't know, we got like nine or 10 songs now. Yeah, I think we have about 10 songs. And really, I don't even think that Josh and I were really like trying to write anything new. Because we had the songs that we were wanting to do for the record. And then we were just like, all right, we're just kind of done writing. We're just at this point really waiting for Arian and for everything to just kind of work itself out. And then I I know for for both Josh, Josh and I, it's wait, there's a riff in my head. Hang on. I have to I have to call Josh and then like figure it out real quick. And it was a bunch of that stuff where it was. Yeah, I mean, we wrote two songs in two days. Sometimes it was real quick. Sometimes it takes forever. I mean, it was just like stuff like that where it wasn't really intentional. It was like, oh, this just like popped in my head and this could be cool. And then, you know, that happened. Well, and then we started actually like working since we had the time. uh, We started working some like what we felt like could be some final versions of the songs, but still keeping it open-ended that we have no idea what Aaron's going to do with them. Just scrap it all. And and that, I mean, <laughs> well, I don't know. He, I mean, it could just be just good enough for him to want to work with us, but like not good enough to use any of the material. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like who knows? I mean, we, we really, we talked a lot about working with a producer and like that could be a train wreck or it could be awesome. Yeah. You don't know until you do it though. Well, and so we decided to really commit to the process, whatever that, like, outside from, like, really major things that we just don't want to give in on, it's hard to tell someone who, I mean, they had that Eddie Remember Slipknot tour this summer booked, and it's, like, hard to be like, yeah, like, you just don't know anything about what you're talking about, (laughs) and I'm going to do it. Like, I'd be pretty arrogant to, you know, foolish to be like, yeah, bro, I'm just going to do my own thing. I've dealt with people that do that, and they, like, play, like, a Line 6 spider or some bullshit, and you're like, uh, <laughs> all right uh just to like kind of i guess kind of change topics is there any like venues or anything they're closing down they're like your favorite venues because i know we talked earlier in like dirty dog here closed and wichita has um struggled for a few years to have like uh um, there hasn't been any all ages venues really like at all what was the what was the one that everyone used to play back in the day it was like the big hall uh the oz the oz yeah yeah, there was the Oz, and we used to. When I grew up around here, there was like the Eagles Lodge. Yeah, um, none of that does shows anymore. Um, there's two like uh, there's a, a guy, uh, one of the bar owners here in town. His uh, name's Kenny Ballinger, and he's awesome, and he does a lot of work for the the local bands. Um, he owns the Elbow Room, and then it's like, uh, but he runs or is a part owner or something. I don't know all the details of Barleycorns. They closed down for a little while, but they're back up and running now. Oh, really? And uh, doing some shows. Uh, the last time we played at Elbow Room it was. Uh, might have been the time Con- the dudes in Connie Sewer came up. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, uh, uh, Andy was telling me a little bit about that place and recommended yeah. like, one of the venues to hit in Wichita. It, it's, like, cool to play. The, the like, on and off stage is the worst ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, stage, the stage is awesome, and the sound is great, 
Um, but they built the stage like up against a, like a, a door that goes into a back room, but if the stage is like two foot tall and then when it's up against a doorway, it makes it the door smaller because <laughs> the stage right. <laughs> yeah. up against it, the door opens from like the backside of the stage and there's like a step down. Oh shit. It's, it's really strange. I remember the, when we played that conning source show, I think uh, during one of the songs, cause that was maybe the first show I, I played drums for. Um, but I remember like leaning back or something and feeling the door and then just like, Oh my God, there's that green room door. <laughs> there's nothing closing permanently. Cause there really isn't much for like, like specific, just say we're just a venue. Yeah. Um, so we've been blessed with that stuff hasn't happened. Um, and then our community came together and had like helped donate some money to like Kenny and his family. And they're, they're, I mean, really the only people really doing anything for bands. So really we had like a, family to help kind of push and send some money. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think the community came together and helped out. So damn. I mean that's awesome. But like unfortunate there's not more music. Luckily uh come and take it has it closed down and you're about to reopen to do shows, which uh you guys are playing in November, right? We're playing November. It's kind of a weird showcase. Uh I don't really it's it is a clusterfuck of genres to be honest. But uh <laughs> like I I honestly don't know how to explain it but we're, we're playing together on january 2nd yeah. which what i'm stoked about and i was talking to andy a little bit just to kind of make sure like what all bands are on there and it's you guys it's uh us paula and then covina and then Coningsworth. so i'm like really looking forward to that show because i don't think we've ever played a show together mm-hmm. I, think yeah, like, I, mean, I personally am really stoked for that show it's like i mean i love all the conning sword dudes and like that yeah. first ep i mean andy was sending me some of their newer stuff and it's just unreal and they're just a great band and great dudes and like i've been chatting on and off with like the Kavina dudes and stuff they're sweethearts so i'm really stoked for that i think it'll be a really fun time oh yeah I'm, i really wish it's january already could just fast <laughs> forward to it because it's, yeah. it's gonna be a good hang I've been, I, I was just down in Austin a couple weeks ago and got to go hang out uh, with Andy and we're like massive Chiefs fans. So we watched the football game, got some pizza tonight. And so um, I'm always trying to sneak down there and I let him convince me to join his band. So, <laughs> dude, Andy's a good time. They can get pretty wild though. So, what's up? What else? Uh, and then like some of the previous stuff you guys have done, like uh, you, you worked with Joey, which is one of my friends, but you had it mixed and mastered from, uh, I want to say Jeff of Let Live. Mm-hmm. He did most of that. And that, that experience, that was like awesome. Joey, like, you know, I mean, there was, I'm sure we took over his house and his living room, like way too much. Like, <laughs> oh, dude, I remember, yeah. I remember seeing that set up. Yeah, he was, I mean, yeah. so he was like super amicable. And then there was days he couldn't get over. And so like, we were doing a lot of like self-tracking and stuff. He was just like, here's the key. Like, so, <laughs> um, which, you know, there was, and there was a lot of like things that we learned along that process that would have made that thing much better but jeff made it sound great um and then we did a single in was it uh we recorded it in may released it i think in july mm-hmm. um and that was kind of, thing, right Is yeah that the one um and that actually so that was a real quick process so aaron felt bad for canceling on us a bunch and then because of all the covid stuff him and ken offered to do a single remotely uh, they wanted to know how much we could track on our own. I'm kind of like a tone nerd snob, so like I'll sp- I'll spend hours trying to get good guitar tone. And Dude, so, you guys' setup is crazy. Yeah, just some of the stuff I've seen you post. It's like three amps going through two different cabs and like yeah, it's, six it's, mics and shit. It's way way more complicated than it needs to be. But like, you know, what else do you doing during COVID? Sometimes, yeah. Um, 
And yeah. so, but the, that single, it was actually one of the later demos that wasn't even going to be on the EP originally. It was just like, because we just kept writing. And uh, it was like one of the things we sent to Aaron that like felt pretty complete. So he didn't tweak very much, um, made a couple changes. And then he offered to, uh, we didn't have a way to track drums. Right. And we didn't want to do any programming. We didn't want to use any like, uh, like reamping amp sims or anything like that. So uh, we just really spent the time. We stick, took a weekend and spent like 12 hours the first day, just like dialing in guitar and bass tone. Like and we probably did a hundred takes that were 15 seconds a piece of like every <laughs> mic, every cab in the, you I know, mean, the yeah, practice it was, space. It was just hours of, I mean, I, I'm on my cell phone with Eric, our singer and Eric's like, all right, he's setting up. And then yeah, 10 this amp on this cab with this and then i'm writing and, down what because he's mic it is what speaker it is on what cab on what head on what channel there's like, like eight or nine cabs in our practice space of different yeah. variants and stuff so, oh shit so we were like and there's yeah. probably seven or eight heads that are in there so it really was like it was the long time. two different mics on every single cab and then also <laughs> speakers so it's um but we couldn't track drums because we just didn't have any way to record it. it it's, it's hard. That's like the, that's what most people go to studios for. Yeah. That was like right at the height of like the very beginning of the COVID stuff. Where it's like locked, lockdown. Lockdown. Yeah. And so um, uh, Aaron offered to play drums on the song. Oh, shit. Because he's got a home studio. Right. Um, and so, and he was doing some of that stuff for some people, like where he was like writing lyrics or, you know, I'll play drums on your rock song or whatever. Um, so he was all set up for that. And so he wrote, ended up, uh, writing a different version of the song, which was actually a trip because it was wild. Yeah, the we sent so we we had worked on all the the arrangements with Aaron, and then we had done some programming drums here just so we could hear it with demos. And then when we sent it to him, we actually ended up tracking all of the guitar, bass, and vocals out here to a click, and then sent it to him. And then he tracked drums later. And then his drums were vastly different than the original drums, like with just some of the demos. Mm. And so, but it was like in a good. It was, so not better or worse, just like different. And it was really cool that it like I got us, we got the song back and it was like nothing was different but drums. He has a crazy feel too. Felt different. And it, I mean, for me personally, it like I mean, we had a Zoom meeting with Aaron and um we were talking about recording the single and stuff and you know, just kind of like his process with everything. And he's like, Man, when I sit down at the drums, I want them to like have a voice, I want them to have character and stuff. And uh you know, in my head, being a drummer forever, like I never had any lessons or anything. So it was like, oh, I'll just like be the backbone and follow the guitars. You know what I mean? So it, it was like my playing personally never had a ton of like voice or character or anything like that. So once he was saying that stuff and then he sent us back his like first take or second take of the drums, I was like, holy shit, I that makes sense what you're saying, because it's like this doesn't necessarily hit the accents with what the guitars are doing, but you can feel that like someone is playing it and it has its own voice and it just has a, well, a whole new vibe. We, we were just trying to keep it like simple too, you know? And so like, as far as the drums, that yeah, we like just wanted to like let the song vibe out. And so it was just, it was cool. You know, you would ask me, you know, no, not Aaron off and on for years, but never would have thought like, Oh, he played drums on something for us. Or it's like, that was a fun experience. You know, so he he tracked it all out, and it was like it was a it was a blast. Like we you know interacted a lot during the whole process, and and then Ken you know mixed everything at the the studio we're going to, and we did that really just because we couldn't do anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I mean that's not a bad option, though, right? Well, and I you know I'm excited that like it was all for guys that you know we're not out working out of the studio and don't really know what we're doing. It was awesome to have uh, 
you know, uh, the entire thing was live track. Oh, really? We didn't reamp anything. That was Aaron's recorded drums. Uh, yeah. That was us spending 12 hours the first day trying to get guitar and bass tone. Like, <laughs> uh, we actually had a uh, Jason Catlett, which uh, I don't know if you know Jason from Wichita. He owns a Magnitude Creative Studios. Um, uh-huh. He owns a studio in town and he loaned us mics to be able to record ourselves in our practice space mm-hmm. and um, was like super helpful and stuff. So, so you guys were all playing at the same exact time and all no, that? No, we, we did it track by track, but we, oh, okay. all, but it was all like live track. Yeah, it, it, was was like, all, uh, it was all like real stuff. Yeah, I mean, it was just the the cabs and heads and stuff in, a, it, in we, the practice space, just we, loud as hell. Everything you know? was mic'd is what I was meaning. Yeah. It wasn't like a bunch of... I was just imagining like the bleed from like the bass. Oh, no, 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 and the I was we did it wasn't all like reamped or it wasn't like guitar plugins on the computer it was like we spent a lot of time trying to yeah doing it like the old school authentic like un, like unable to recreate it kind of way yeah, it was, yeah so it was fun uh and i i love that stuff so i played with like it was probably like i said 30 or 40 amp variants and different blends and i think that stuff is awesome i have such a blast doing that so i mean me i i love the way that that song turned out uh just i mean growing up like a lot of the bands that I was listening to were that super raw, just like plug in record type of stuff. You know, it wasn't like a bunch of processed, you know, whatever. Like jam it out kind of thing. Yeah. And so like, you know, when we, it was so tedious and such a pain in the ass to do that whole first day of like, all right, this is number 97 of, of 15 seconds. Like it was so tedious, but at the end of the day, it was so worth it because it like, when I listened to that, I'm just like, man, that's, that's real. Well, and you we, know, we talk about it. So for me, it's like the only reason to play music is for experiences. Yeah. Right. Like stories you can have later friends that you can make, which is like how we ended up getting reconnected with Aaron was, you know, some experiences that we had with him in the past. And so like, it's a story we'll be able to tell that most people like you can't, no one can just duplicate that experience and that experience with him so it's like you know it was fun no matter how it turned out and we're happy with it so yeah it's all about experiences yeah it's like it, sometimes it sucks in the moment but when you like talk back about it it's kind of like a yeah. fun story I, how close are you guys to getting uh, ep or record out um we've kind of been doing like the single route and i'll i'll record everything and i'll program all the drums we don't really have a drummer right now I know, I know you guys are against programming, but it's just, it's so easy. But uh, that's, I think we have like three or four songs. The, the like programming stuff has come along so, like so much, like all the demos we got right now are all programmed out because mm-hmm. we don't have a way to record. So yeah, it's, it's worth it just for pre-production. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really what we use it for too. Cause I mean, like, you know, Josh and I could write a song or whatever and then it's like oh we should put drums to it oh we don't have any drum mics or anywhere to record so i'll just hop on the laptop and just program something out real quick and then it's like all right maybe some things could change but here's the kind of the your your guys' stuff sounds great you've been killing it with mix and master stuff that you've been Uh, doing yeah thank you you, dude it's it's come a long way i listen back to the ep and i almost want to like delete it (laughs) 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 it's so bad compared to what we're doing now but uh yeah. Anyway, if you just want to like, I guess, kind of do some quick shout outs of like your socials and just like all that kind of stuff and kind of where they can find you and like uh, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. No, totally. So uh, uh, check us out. I've got Facebook. It's just Revisionist 316 um, and Instagram is Revisionist Official. So it's real easy to find. Uh, we just released a single in the music video for Sailing Right a couple months ago. It's on our YouTube. It's also on Hardcore Worldwide. If you go to their channel and look it up. 
And uh, we're actually going to be playing in Austin with the, our buddies in Covina. Is it Paola or is it Paula? Oh, Paula. Okay. <laughs> I, I, to, I, I didn't know we were talking about it. Uh, I'm, oh, I had to correct my family all the time. Yeah. So, so, uh, <laughs> and then our like really close friends in uh, Collingsor, which I'm yeah. stoked about because yeah. I like playing with bands that are way better than me. So, Oh, dude. Yeah. It, like, you feel the pressure? Like, uh, when we played with them, that's how we felt. We're like, I, would, fuck. I really hope that we don't have to play after them. Dude, we had to do that. We had to do that uh, on that tour we did with uh, Niall from Boston area. Uh, we came through and played the Dirty Dog like two years ago, and they were yeah. like, "Oh, we're just like we just started, and we're gonna like you know, it's no big deal. Our, our vocals." <laughs> and then that dickhead got on stage, and I was like, "I don't, I don't even want like why, why play like yeah." So they're they're yeah. I love those dudes, so they're they're the don't care about the because they're awesome. Oh, dude, we. I go to every show that I can, so we keep talking. I split with them, so yeah, fucking do it. I'd be awesome. There, there. I wish that there was more camaraderie with a lot of the band stuff. Like we are, we got a handful of friends kind of all over the country that are like that. But Connie Sword, like they get it, and they're like they just want to hang out and talk shit, make fun of each other, but support each other. So yeah, even past the band, they're like let's barbecue and hang out and get weird. So yeah. Yeah, and they're that, awesome like, to me where that experience and that like you know having fun and having a good time i mean that's what it's about you know it's like yeah i love playing music and like being able to do that stuff is so worth it to me you know because then it's like man remember that one time like you're you're creating those cool stories and those cool moments you know so did you uh did you see the Stanley right video yeah uh you guys shot it all yourselves right yeah my, my little brother do you don't know if you remember jacob um, yeah, I almost call you Jacob all the time and I feel bad because I'm like, it's, no, it's Josh. It's Josh. Yeah, he was visiting in town and we he shot all that with uh, like an iPhone 8 with some moment lenses. Oh, shit, really? Yeah, we did like, a, we just had like a whole weekend. It was like the weekend after we recorded the single, we shot that mm-hmm. and uh, it was all in our garage where we tracked the actual, where we did the, the recording and then I live oh, like, in Wichita and so we walked up like a block up the street and shot like a couple little there's a couple little clips for like disposing of the body or whatever and so that's up there but everything was at my house dude I didn't know it was that do it yourself it looks good man yeah, yeah. yeah he, he, yeah. he and like I don't know if anybody well, you do you're talking about doing some video editing so we probably mm-hmm. shot I mean it was two whole days of just constant shooting so there was a ton of footage I think it might have been from like starting at 4 30 or 5 p.m and then going till three or four in the morning that was oh fuck was it, was, it yeah it was longer yeah. than that because we, we shot all day and then all day the next day and yeah. uh he got on a <laughs> with editing it and he's like hey i think i've got something to show you and it was like four days later yeah and right. he's like i think I, I i was like oh cool you got some like shots you want me to see and he's like no i think i finished the video like it's, it's done yeah <laughs> so i was like all right like, it out. and there was like one revision made i think and he sent it back to us and like from start to finish, it was like five days. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fucking insane. So yeah, from a like a knowing how to edit video perspective, like it should have taken. It shouldn't yeah. be that quick, man. Yeah, so <laughs> like, I was like, oh, like it just like stars aligned and it just worked. And it was definitely a uh, a tiring couple of weekends, but it was just it was so fucking worth it. It's you know it's, it's been doing really well too. I'm really blown away. It's like over a hundred thousand views. Yeah, it do, it looks awesome, and like that song is actually killing it from what I've seen on like Spotify and then YouTube. And 
and all that stuff. I think that's our most played one. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. We yeah, we'll we'll see how the next stuff goes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, good luck on the studio stuff. I'll definitely be talking to you guys later because we have that show. And then cool. uh yeah. I'm super I mean, about that. Yeah. It's gonna be awesome. I might have to see about trying to get you guys out to the you know the the studio we did uh yeah. with Conning Zor. We'll have to see if we can get you guys out to do like a live session. That'd be that would I'd love, love to have you guys out. So. Let us know. We'll we so like half of us have like we either work for I have our own business or work from home. Uh, yeah. we can literally pick up and go almost anytime. Yeah. So, Oh, I mean, I meant while you're in town, but if you want to come down, that'd be awesome too. If we do anything cause COVID sucks and if we can do something <laughs> yeah. like extra, like, you know, like let us know and we do anything. So yeah, dude, I'll, I'll shoot you some weekends and we'll, we'll figure something out. But, uh, I guess I'll talk to you guys later. Yeah. Awesome. I appreciate awesome. you reaching out. I'm stoked to play. So I'm glad we got to do the interview. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, have, a, have a good one Taylor. Hey, you too, man. Cool. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. bye.